0: Meat Your Maker makes professional-grade grinders, vacuum sealers, sausage stuffers, dehydrators, and just about everything else to turn your garage, deer camp, or kitchen into a meat processing haven. Meat only sells their processing tools direct to consumer, cutting out the retailer markup, guaranteeing you the best price. Meat also has the only lifetime warranty in the industry, and Meat ships your tools direct to you for free. Visit MeatYourMaker.com and use code WAYPOINT for an exclusive discount, and get ready to Deer this fall. This
1: podcast is brought to you by Gundog Outdoors and Dakota 283 Kennels.
2: Hi, hunters. Thank you for tuning into the Flush'em and Dustin podcast, brought to you by Nick and Tyler the boys from Ringnecks and Retrievers. In this podcast, we will talk about guns, dogs, gear, and our successes and failures in the field through our combined 40 years of experience. We speak with hunters just like you from across the nation about their days in the field and the many memories they've built with their friends and family. We are excited to have you listen. Now let's get to flushing and dusting. Welcome back to another Flushman Dustin podcast. Nick and Tyler here. We have another special guest from Des Moines, Iowa, Ryan Baumgartner. <laughs>
1: uh, like a sports he, announcer, <laughs> yeah. Look at that. Uh,
2: bring it, bring it back here. Um, so we got Ryan here. Going to have him do a quick introduction, and then we'll kind of get into uh, why we brought him on.
3: Yeah. So like you, you mentioned from uh, I'm in Des Moines now. I'm just south, actually, Indianola, but. Uh, from Des Moines, originally from North Dakota, I'm a a, a transplant down here, and I uh, hunt down here. I have a six-year-old boykin named uh, Paco, who's running around the office somewhere with me, and then I just got a seven-month-old field Irish setter, uh, and and we try to get out as much as we can around here, and and hunt hunt as many upland uh, days as as the calendar allows. You know, if any of you follow any of the uh upland pages um
2: on facebook ryan's newest dog is uh actually one of Donald trump's uh spe- specimen there his father <laughs> yeah, his sire sure. is so
3: i probably would bought one of those guys too if i'd have known that <laughs> his, so his sire straight
1: from donald trump
3: uh, his, his <laughs> sire was named uh, comeback trump was was his oh, sire uh, and he's actually the the half sibling of another guest that you had tyler Sladen. Uh, he has, he has a, the, the litter before mine out of the same, the same female. So nice. two, two Irish setter owners on this podcast already.
1: Heck yeah. Yeah. They're beautiful dogs. I love the way that they look. So what did, what got you between the, you have the Irish setter and then you have the spaniel. So what, what brought you from the spaniel to the Irish setter?
3: I, I originally got the, the boykin because I, I grew up in North Dakota. I'm originally from uh, Fargo, but we have a family farm out there in, in I'd say, south central uh, North Dakota. And, and we grew up pushing cattails uh, for our pheasants. So I wanted something that got under the cattails and could run those little muskrat trails or those little game trails. Uh, so I was torn between the American water spaniel, ended up with a, with a boykin uh and and that's why i got the Boykin. and then when it was he's getting a little older he's five now going or he's six now uh on his sixth season uh and i wanted you know another dog to kind of you know bridge the gap here uh and my wife told me what we were getting so that's how i got it got an irish uh she she said <laughs> i want a dog, dog that looks nice yeah so he, he looks nice and he, and he hunts even better than he looks so i can't complain nice.
1: we're so what's the research that you did? Cause I mean, they're, they don't seem super popular, um, as what I figured they would be, but I think they are coming back. Uh, what type of research did you do to bring you to that? I mean, there's other beautiful dogs like golden's. Right. Or, you know? or a Gordon.
3: I mean, I, yeah. I, I wanted a you Gordon know? center cause I thought those were good looking dogs too. So but- my sister has a Gordon center and,
2: uh, man, that son of a bitch can run like no, He's 11 yeah. and he can outrun any dog I've ever seen. He'll run and run and run, but doesn't listen for
3: shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, for the for the Irish, I mean, it, it's just a, again on a lot of the, the Facebook groups. I mean, that's what's great about, it. you know, social media is, is one of the great things about it is just connecting with other people. Uh, so I, I manage or I, I'm an admin on uh, wild bird hunters. I think there's about 25,000 members on that uh, group now. So just, just seeing posts like that and seeing other people and reaching out and be like, Hey, where'd you get your dog? And then, and then looking at field trial results and all that. And and so are you the guy
2: I'm that, that uh, banned Tyler for posting our podcast on there? No, no,
3: no, <laughs> no, I wouldn't I ban no, Tyler. No, there was uh it was one, I don't remember
1: what group it was. Was it? I, no, it wasn't that one. Was it? I, no, I don't think so. There was either. one oh, I got no. kicked out of. I don't know, I posted, uh, yeah, I posted our podcast, I was like, oh, and, uh I told Nick to go look at it, it wasn't, I don't remember what Upland one it was, but I don't, I don't remember either, <laughs> I told Nick to go look at it, and it was gone, and I was like, he's like, I don't even see your name in here anymore, <laughs> I was like, Oh shit, got banned from it, oh well, whatever, but, so did you, <clears throat> where did, where'd you get your dog
3: out of? uh quantana's kennels out in out in kansas kelly Aitken was the the breeder so not too far manhattan just outside manhattan okay that's not too far from des moines then no i mean like like the the first thing is is you know if if you're looking for a dog you don't put a distance on it you you go to wherever the best breeder is and it just happened to be you know within a day's drive heck yeah that's awesome so you you said he's he right seven months old yep the new one is seven months old uh his his registered name is uh commander-in-chief but we call him Fitz after uh jfk which uh i hope uh, you know a president being shot isn't a isn't a, isn't an omen for my dog or a bad name but uh yeah, can... we were like irish setter uh the kelly wanted all uh uh presidential names because the sire's name was trump and and i think that the uh the breeding took place on inauguration day so that was kind of the theme oh, of the nice. litter uh so we that's, went with what I, cool. cool yeah john johnny fitzgerald is his name johnny fitz or fitz or <laughs> could
2: uh, have had his name is let's go brandon <laughs> <laughs> that, that,
0: that came
3: that came too <laughs> late a
0: lot late yeah a lot later
1: <laughs> uh, so did it, t- did it take you much to get used to or I guess how how much have you hunted over him? Did it take you much to get used to his type of hunting style over your your Boykin? Or uh,
3: so not really because uh, uh, the Boykin I've I've always been like the the one guy with a flusher. I mean, you you guys are probably the same way with with a lot of the upland people you hunt with. If you hunt with more upland people than than uh, than duck hunting people gonna hunt with a lot of gsps and yeah. and setters and everything so I've, I've been used to hunting point with pointing dogs so it, it hasn't been an adjustment it's just the first year i'm trying to like stagger them so i don't hunt them together so much uh north dakota trip aside where we just wanted to shoot as many birds as we could uh, but i i've kind of separated them the only thing i, I i've got to learn uh, with the with the pointer is to let my birds get a little further out there before I shoot because uh, I'm not used to having the birds like come up right in front of me uh, as much I'm used to seeing them you know 15 20 yards instead of you know 10 yards yeah that's
1: you gotta tell Nick to do that Nick's known for blowing up some birds that's uh, a, I mean uh, rather ra- how
3: rather about blow
1: out put
2: that
3: bird I shot on Saturday there was no blowing up and that was like 60 yard shot that was, was a good say, one rather blow them up than miss right Nick yeah I know <laughs> same, No, same thing
1: you, you don't get food on the table either way
3: yeah yeah but at least you got a bird you
1: count yeah whatever whatever it's all right I'll take it uh, but uh so with uh with Paco that's yeah, it
2: not, not to interrupt you ahead. but Tyler and I always get asked the same question why do you guys pick retrievers for upland hunting you know really really the question is that's what we grew up with that's what we like um actually i have another lab coming next year around this time um and we'll have them that'll have him get trained kind of through the summertime and then he'll be ready for next uh in two years to hunt it essentially is the plan you know it's just something i grew up from it's tough to kind of go away from what you know i guess
3: right D- different strokes for different folks right yep. <laughs> yeah yeah and know? i, I I share with tyler all uh all the office dogs at our office we got three yeah. goldens running around here every day uh so i love gold i mean i i i wanted a golden and the breeder i was looking into it was just whew. who
1: are you, you looking know. into
3: if you don't mind asking uh i i, I think uh nick and i you. talked about yeah. yep uh the, the the same place wentz got his dog up oh, there in minnesota yeah yep. thunderstruck and yeah uh, i was like man i could get i could i could get three tries with with you know another breed or another dog for one thunderstruck dog
1: yeah they are definitely not the cheapest
3: gold but ones out there. You, you, you buy once cry once and and you you get what you pay for is usually my motto anyway yeah. so they're, they're great dogs up there yeah for sure
1: do you uh with your with your setters are they kind of naturally good retrievers per se?
3: Or what type of
1: retrieving
3: so that that's one thing that, that Kelly uh really emphasizes in her dogs is they do have a natural retrieve. I right. I've talked to a, a lot of a, well not a lot, but a handful of people that have dogs from from her. Uh, w- which could be considered a lot. I mean, I don't know how many people go out when you're looking at a dog, you you know, you go find, you know, all these other people that have dogs from that breeder and say, Hey, what's, what are these dogs like? Uh, But none of them have ever, you know, not said that they have a natural retrieve and they all love water, Uh, which is one thing for, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm I'm more of a, a, a pot hunter. I call myself, you know, I'm not looking for the style points, the fancy points, Yep. Uh, I'm looking for meat on my table, so I want to hunt, you know, ducks if they come up, or or pheasants, and uh, having a dog that swims, especially a setter that swims, or e- even more so an Irish setter that swims uh, and and retrieves. It's it's just he's he's a versatile dog. We'll we'll see what Navda says about him when I when I start testing him in that. Yeah. Uh, but but so far, I mean, like I said, he he swims and. He tries to retrieve some pheasants. He's he's a smaller little guy. I think he's only about forty pounds right now. But he tries to bring the birds back. But he's not quite all the way there yet. Can you
2: yeah, like force fetch him or anything like that. Are
3: you I, I, him? I I haven't because you know he's like I say he's only seven months. The season we started hunting him. Uh, our first trip to North Dakota was before he turned seven months. Uh, so I I did a little training. With them before, I did kind of one of those train the trainer things where I met up with a trainer, yep. uh, and we would go through an hour, hour and a half training session. Send me home with homework assignments. Uh, but other than that, no, no force fetching yet. It it it'll probably be on the schedule, um, but that that that's a that's another day. If through yeah. the season first, yeah, get through the season first. Yep.
1: Yeah, heck, he's just getting rid of his baby teeth not too long ago. Right. Yeah which is awesome already got him out in the field and gun trained and all that good stuff so that's a huge progress there
3: yeah and i think i was i was trying to add up before i was like oh yeah you know i'm coming on this podcast i'm sure we'll talk about fits a little bit and i was trying to add it up and i i think not not shot directly over him but i think he's had 46 birds taken in the field already while we've been out
2: Damn, that's um, awesome
3: yeah. But I mean, maybe only a handful of those were directly over his original point. He honored a couple times or backed, uh, that we had birds taken, but yeah, he's, he's getting up there for, I mean, what are we into the Iowa season? Only three weeks, maybe three weeks in. Yeah. Yeah. Three yeah, weeks in. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's awesome. That's a good number of birds first season getting out there. Tell us a little bit about, Northern uh,
2: works. hunting North Dakota. We haven't, uh, we haven't been there. Um, very interested in going at some point, but, uh, you know, would you rather take uh i'm assuming you'd rather hunt north dakota than iowa i uh,
3: i mean it, it it's different right i mean there's there's like the the, the lure about iowa is some of the places you can get into to quail and pheasants and and iowa has great numbers uh north dakota is just where i'm from i mean the the bomb uh came over to north dakota in like 18 1885 I think North Dakota became a state in 1886 I mean so we've we've been there whatever it was a year before and we've been farming the same valley the same two counties the whole time nice. uh so it's it's land we know it's land I've hunted my whole life so I can go there and, and uh we had uh Chris there you know one of yeah. your other former podcast uh guests Chris Midget or Midge uh and he was down there and he was amazed like we could tell him like hey We've walked, you know, a quarter mile in the next 50 yards. If a if if a flush is happening, it's going to happen in the next 50 yards. Uh, and, and we could have it timed down to that. So it, it's a little different. I mean, it's hard for me to say, like, hey, if I was freelancing, what's the difference between North Dakota and Iowa? Uh I'd say North Dakota has a lot more cattails, cat a lot more potholes. It'd be hunting like Northwest Iowa uh versus some some of the areas you know because i i was pretty vast between i mean you hunt northern iowa compared to southern iowa the same with you know north dakota eastern north dakota versus western north dakota uh it it, it's different i mean it's 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 fun no matter which one you go to but it's it's a little different
2: it is in youth so tyler and i i mean this year i think the iowa birds are numbers are really strong actually
3: yeah, I, I would, I, 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 I would agree. I think I've, I, well, I don't want to say how many times I've been out because I don't know if my wife is going to listen. <laughs> uh, but I, I've been out a considerable amount and I, I think they're better than than last year. And I, I'm, most, I'm mostly hunting public. Uh, I've only hunted a private spot, your private spots, maybe three days out of the the two handfuls I've been out. Uh, and, and I've seen great numbers.
2: Yeah. Although yeah. we've hunted only two publics
3: ah uh, that's right two and
2: we on both of those uh incredible numbers
1: yeah yeah i went out yesterday the public piece and got a double in like the first 35 minutes and then after that it was just hens that yeah. came up but i mean still a significant number of hens out there which is great coming into the winter you know as long as in the cover you know if you've listened to previous podcasts the cover i feel this year is way better than it has been in the the past years too and yeah uh, my quads tell me that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Hip> flexors yeah <laughs> oh shit by the end of it oh god <clears throat> that's true so speaking of public ground uh so your dog paco right right uh so your goal with him is to get a bird in all 99 counties over him
3: Yes. Yeah. Right. So when I first got, you know, Paco, I had all these grand ambitions, you know, I'm going to do the, the upland slam or I'm going to go hunt, you know, I'm going to shoot grouse all the grouse over him. I'm going to quail hunt with them. And uh, when I got him, I was still in law school. Uh, and then I, then I realized, man, hunting, hunting isn't cheap, like, you know, it, all these ideas are great, but to do all these things and, and to get them done timely, I was like, this is never going to happen. Uh, so I was like, what, what's a goal I can do in, in Iowa uh, with Paco that's a little more realistic. And that's where I was like, well, I'll hunt all, I, th- I think it was about four years ago. Uh, this will be the fourth year of doing it. And I was like, let let's see if I can do an upland bird in all 99 counties with Paco. Uh, so we started that and what are you up to now we're up to 44 counties it, so we go haven't got haven't got any new counties this year uh he's been he, after the north dakota trip he got a little little sore that hasn't healed after a couple weeks so he's been on the ir uh for a while uh so we're we're kind of hovering around 44 i'm i'm hoping uh not this weekend but next weekend i'm I got a family member out that's going to spend some time out in Davenport for a job, and I'm going to try to go, go head to the eastern side and, and try to hunt with him, uh, maybe knock off a county or two.
1: Yeah. Do you have, uh, by chance, have Lynn and Johnson County done? I do not. What? Well, looks like you spot. had to come out this way. Yeah, I got a couple little spots that I know are pretty decent.
0: Um, have you ever wanted to process your own wild game from start to finish? Meat, your maker, has you covered. Meat makes professional-grade grinders, vacuum sealers, sausage stuffers, dehydrators, and just about everything else to turn your garage, deer camp, or kitchen into a meat processing haven. Meat only sells their processing tools direct to consumer, cutting out the retailer markup, guaranteeing you the best price. Meat also has the only lifetime warranty in the industry. And meet ships your tools direct to you for free. Visit meetyourmaker.com and use code Waypoint for an exclusive discount. And get ready to DIY this fall.
1: That are nice little secret holes that not many people know about. So that's always, it's always nice. Hey, you know what? Ryan's always famous for he likes
2: the
3: hot spot. So we know that. Right, yeah, you just just tell them right on the podcast. Put them on right here. Let's let's see where they are.
1: The guy that's famous for stirring the pot on little Facebook pages. Yeah.
3: If, if people would just understand that ninety eight percent of that is just me being sarcastic, you know? Oh it's, yeah. Oh yeah, we know that. Uh, you yeah,
1: but people don't know. They they're like, ah, I come back, right. little keyboard warriors.
3: Uh, there, there was there was, there was one even last night where it's it's uh, uh one of my buddies and and the admin of Iowa Upland Hunting uh, Uriah, and yep. he was just giving me a hard time and some guys like hey you know chill down you two and I was like hey, we're we're yeah. making these posts but it's just because you know it's it's friendly banter it's it's uh it, it's not really us being mean to each other yeah.
1: yeah it's hard for people to read
3: sometimes read through that. There needs to be a sarcasm script. I don't know if that's Sans or something that's a little, uh, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, wingdings yeah. or maybe maybe oh, put yeah. it in a wingdings <laughs> that would be funny. So, what's been what's been the, like
1: the toughest part with Paco of getting? I mean, you've obviously killed it in 44 counties and four years. I mean, that's a super good number. Um, yeah. what's kind we'll of go been, three years? This is the fourth years. year, so, okay, yeah. three years, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, don't mess that part up. Right, uh, right. Don't sell me short. <laughs> <laughs> but what's been like your biggest battle that you feel getting those counties?
3: It, it's just it's it's public land. I mean, it, it's my goal is to on on public land. I, I don't know if we said that when we we're talking yeah. about hunting all the counties. It's on on public land, and and now I'm to a point where I've got all the counties around me. uh You know, I'm driving. You know two hours to places i've never seen uh just that i've only e-scouted and i've had good luck uh but there has been times where i've driven out two hours and i have three spots marked uh and and all three of them have been hayed or or not just huntable um and and that's the that's really the only hard part it's it's for what little land iowa does have that's public i mean I'm, i'm sure you've had someone mention the what what number we are i know we're in the 40s somewhere for for public land Mm -hmm. uh it's it's just there's not a lot but what we do have is is nicely managed i would say a lot a lot of the county conservation boards if you're really looking at uh what they do if they they do great with what they can yeah same with the state the state has some great land and then the ihap programs uh, a lot of the IHAPS are are good, but the, again, those those ones that I, I'm thinking of one county in particular where I drove out to three IHAPS and I'm looking at them and I was like, wow, these are the IHAPS. You know, there's <laughs> yeah, I, happened, I can happen
1: to me yesterday.
3: Yeah, I can hunt the ditch around the IHAP. I guess yeah. if that's 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 the best hunting of it, but that that's really been the only challenge. um. You know, I, I had the uh, the luxury of of meeting with Nick since we're both in the the, the same area before, yeah. and I was when we were talking about this, I was like, it's it's it's, it's super easy to e scout nowadays between you know the Iowa DNR has an amazing uh, public land access or uh, yeah. atlas, um, and then and then onyx or any other of those things like tell them when when you're you know when you're sitting down to kill some time instead of opening up cribbage or solitaire or whatever you do on your phone you can open up onyx you know look at land look at the surrounding things and see what they were uh you can tell if they're crops or timber and yep. look at get the contours and it's it, e-scouting is incredibly simple nowadays um and that's why i've had mostly good luck uh counties i don't think i've Besides the one county I'm thinking of, I can't think of to you know another area where I've driven and all my spots were duds. Yeah. You know, there'll be might might be one that just has a small little pocket, but uh, I do most of my hunting on weekdays, which is, which is nice, uh, and there it's quiet and calm, and the birds are a little settled down, and and that's that's helped me a lot, I think, on this. Uh, oh this yeah, for
1: sure. Goal yeah, we or went,
3: endeavor. We went to a, a spot last weekend. And, you know, that
2: was probably the nicest managed public land spot I have ever witnessed.
1: And I also felt like we were on private ground. Nice. It, it was yeah.
2: so well managed. Like, man, it was, like, it was just incredible. It was incredible.
1: I would say when you come. Lots, everything. Yeah. Like, yep. I'd say the hardest part when you come to, like, the east side of the state. So I'm over in Cedar Rapids. So, like, Cedar Rapids east is just the lack of upland habitat compared to like deer habitat for public ground i think that's probably going to be the biggest struggle when you try to mark off the counties on this side of the state is there's just more there's still like there's spots but there's a lot less spots and they're more it seems like they're more geared towards maybe deer and yep And
3: some of the southern tiers are kind of like that too. Those spots are more.
2: You definitely do not want to hunt public ground um, from the first weekend on to the third weekend in
1: December. Yeah, in December.
2: We're shotgun hunting and they're They're throwing slugs. um, So yeah, I would not.
1: uh, (laughs) not
3: Spitting spitting straight walls. I stay out of the, uh, I try to stay out of those areas when straight walls are going everywhere. Oh yeah.
1: I had, I went out last year on a piece of public ground that it was there's was no timber on it, no timber surrounding it. It's just all grass, just cornfields around it. And I had these deer hunters show up at like 10 o'clock and I'm you know out there with the dogs and there was probably four or five trucks that come out and they start barking at the dogs, like yelling shit out their windows. And I was like, man, fuck this. I'm I'm bouncing because you know my my dogs are they're kind of not the color of a coyote but I mean they're kind of the size of a coyote and these idiots are out here probably only hunt you know one weekend out of the year and out here barking at them and shit and I'm like uh oh, so pissed just like the disrespect yeah. that they have was, you know
2: I was got a kick out of those guys that just literally hunt one weekend year. my cousin does that he always considers himself a big deer hunter and I said you think you're a big deer hunter because you hunt fucking two days out of the year? You literally hunts the weekend and he doesn't hunt anymore. That's it. That's all he ever hunts. <laughs> like I don't know if I can consider you a hunter. <laughs> but, uh it's Sorry. it's just it's it's pretty crazy. <clears throat> so what what's your favorite really- thing about Fitz? Since he's seven months, what did what did he surprise you with? Um, if anything, I guess. And then, you know, what what do you think is
3: his best trait being such a young dog i mean yeah, it, 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 it surprised me uh his pointing right off the bat i mean when when i had him out in training he was like 3 months old and we started you know doing this train the trainer thing or or around there wait 4 months what did i get him at 12 weeks anyway as soon as i got him i started taking him out uh I'm really bad with weeks and months. Uh I, I still have that problem with, with my newborn. You know, how old is she? And I'm like, uh weeks, months. I'm trying to figure out. Uh same with the dogs. I can I can never do math on the fly. Uh, but anyways, when I had Fitz out, uh the the first day out we had him in the field, he was locking up on point. Uh and, and that that's what surprised me. I mean, I, I've never had pointers myself growing up. Uh my uncle did have a Weimaraner growing up that was you know, an amazing, uh, farm dog that, that hunted really well. Uh, but just, just his ability to point right away and swim. I mean, he, like you said, setters aren't known for swimming, but he, he started swimming right away. He started pointing right away. Uh, and, and everything has just kept growing from that. I mean, his point, he used to be able to hold a point for as long as he would. And I think that was kind of in that I I'm pointing, but I don't know why I'm pointing phase that he had uh and we'd be able to go up there and like pick up his foot or you know touch him and he'd still hold that point uh now he'll he'll hold a point he's kind of he he breaks it towards the end if we get close to him uh which you know is something that i'll i'll have to figure out with with the help of someone a lot more knowledgeable than me on woe training and and so forth but uh right now it's just getting him all these bird contacts uh and and i'm 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 I, I can't be angry that he's pointing at the birds, but like I said, when when we get close, he, he knows the bird is there and he wants that bird instead, but yep. he'll hold it till I get within five yards of him.
1: Man, that's awesome.
3: Just that natural ability to be able to do that. Ugh. Yes. How many, birds, how many birds you missed this year then? How many birds have I missed over him?
0: Yeah.
3: Uh, Unfortunately, the only bird I can think we missed over him was his first point on a rooster. <laughs> uh <laughs> we were we were hunting oh
2: piss you off and and it was i mean it, it
3: it it happened maybe 10 yards from where we got paco's first bird uh you know six years ago uh and we were hunting up in north dakota because our north dakota trip is always before iowa opens we use our north dakota trip as like a, a primer to yep. get ready for iowa Uh, but Fitz locked up and we're hunting these railroad tracks and, you know, they're built up, they're abandoned railroad tracks on our, on our family land. And it goes down or goes through our family land, but anyways, it goes down towards the river and he locked up on the bush. Uh, uh, my buddy's English setter came and backed him and we're walking up to this little piece of buck brush and the bird flushed straight down into the river. Uh, and the only person that had a shot would have been me, but I had the English setter backing it. And it's one of those shots that you only take if it's your dog you're shooting over yep. uh, because it was just way too close. So we, we just listened to the rooster cackle to the other side, uh, gave him an attaboy, put an onyx pin down as a first Fitz's first rooster point uh and then uh and then complained about it the rest of the trip <laughs> so
1: man that'd be a tough one to say goodbye to uh, oh, it, okay. a tear a tear almost welled up Speaking <laughs> of on x <clears throat> um i got
2: to see his on x map but uh do you mark everything on there like you said you can just mark fits first point on rooster is that the kind of things you're putting on on x is everything that that happens like that because so we don't necessarily do that we usually do it when we nope. see roosters or birds just in general, whether it's public or private. Um, just curious and like what your what your take is on on X and what you're doing with that.
3: So so that th- those are the only the only pins I have specific pins is I have, you know, Fitz's first point Paco's first rooster Paco's first duck retrieve. Yep. Uh, other than that, I just it's just if I find a piece of public, uh, I'll put a pin down. It's not necessarily where I flushed a bird or I'll, I'll put a pin down I have it you know, color coded. Uh, you know, red. I've been there. Red rooster. I've I've got a rooster from it, and then a green or a teal color is uh, prospective spots. That hey, when I get to these counties, these are the spots that I'm kind of looking at. Yep. Uh, and, I, and I and I don't know how many pins are on my map. I mean, you you saw it, but yeah. If you zoom out, Iowa is just one multi-colored red and and teal yes. uh yeah i mean there's there's hundreds of pins on there
2: makes uh, makes uh, my own x-map look pretty sad
3: yeah and, and that's all it is i mean each each spot that i plan on hunting or have hunted has its own pin there's uh there's no multiple pins within that public piece uh it's just it's just a lot of pins
1: makes for a hell of a database to keep a track keep up with where you're at all that good stuff
3: yeah i i hope uh you know i i I've, i, I kind of mentioned i went to law school i'm an attorney here in town i i do family law I'm with cash at warren family law here in in the metro uh but i i hope my onyx uh i hope their encryption is better than my my law firm's <laughs> encryption because that's how, how that's how much i value these pins because there <laughs> there are a lot well, and there's not personal
1: information in there, so I'm sure it's probably not the best encryption. Yeah, <laughs> I know, but. Right. Uh,
3: we can kinda, I can kind of hold it up here with our.
1: Damn. Yeah. Uh, that is impressive. That that's is very incredible. impressive. It's pretty incredible. A lot of time, a
2: lot of effort put in that. So when, we're, when Ryan's posting pictures of birds and stuff, he's definitely putting the time and effort and. Yeah, I think that's the thing that's lost today too. You do see that a lot on these social media pages. Hey, can you guys help me out? Can you do this? You know, I don't yeah. we don't have anybody help us out. We just drive, go and check it out and scout. Um, you know, I think that's part of hunting and actually that's one one of my favorite things to do. Like when we go to South Dakota, um, my favorite thing to do when we get there is like, all right, let's go scouting. Let's find some, some new ground, whether it's public or private and, you know, sit and watch the morning of and see if we see anything flying, see if we hear any roosters cackle, that type of thing. And I think that's, that's what's lost on,
3: on hunters nowadays. And and I'm not a, I'm not a anti, you know, share information with people. Uh, you know, the, the the anti-hunting spot or hot spotting. Yeah, I I, I don't like hot spotting on yeah. the internet. Uh, I will call someone out for that. Uh, <laughs> but I I can tell you, I mean, I've I've gotten a couple, you know, friendships from people that are like, hey, I'm looking for pointers. Uh, and I'm like, well, hey, you you know, either want to get together or hey, try these spots. But if I know they're putting in the effort and we talk yeah. through it. Like here's some spots. I mean, I even got a a gentleman last year that I met through the Iowa Upland Hunting page, uh, maybe two years ago. But last year, he's like, "Hey, I'm having I'm I'm going up to North Dakota. I'm having trouble finding birds." Um, you know, and, and just from following him on the pages, I knew that he was a guy that goes in and and he looks for birds. He's just not, you know, asking for for spots. And I gave him, I sent him all my onyx pins to our family land, and I was like, "Hey, you know, these these aren't posted up there." Uh, you can go up there and hunt it. And if anyone says anything to you, just tell them, you know, Ryan said I could hunt it. Uh, so I, I I I do think that, you know, as hunters, we need to share information and help each other out, but not by saying, hey, I need help on, yeah. you know, give, give me a spot where 600, 800, you know, or in wild bird hunters, 25,000 people can see that information. Yeah. got to work a little harder than that, even with today's, uh, today's thing, but that, that's where I get a lot of my things too. I'll, I'll see someone post uh, post some photos on one of those groups, and I'll screenshot it and then call it out for a for hotspot. I'll be like, "Hey, oh man, that guy did great up here. I can see the sign in the background. I'll, I'll I'll put this one in a pin just to just to maybe get there later."
1: Yeah, some people aren't smart enough to not you. Yeah.
3: Well, that's why I don't understand. I mean, it, it's it's you know it's taking away your spot too. Like, hey, I, I had a great spot here at so and so, but. You know, I'm gonna post it. So now you have, even if even if one tenth of the people, or or you know, five percent of the people that see your post go out and try it, I mean, yeah. th- that's a lot of roosters gone. Oh we, yeah, we we posted one on our
1: page, and it's a pretty noticeable public spot. And there's not really any other public spots around this public spot or in that county.
3: Somebody um, calls out,
1: and he's from Pennsylvania, and he knew where it was. <laughs>
3: you know like i'm trying to figure out where that stump was i'm looking at all uh, google earth and i'm like hey that's a nice <laughs> stump in your recent photo i wonder where yeah. that's at <laughs> you know and it's like what when
1: you it? when you go to that public spot you'll be like
3: oh yeah that is definitely where yeah. they
1: were because it's just like these massive fucking trees that were there that they cut down you know yeah. and that like my thing is why would you if call they, it out
2: in front of everybody? Why would not you just write it and write us privately?
1: <laughs> yeah, and I was like, shh, quiet, man. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, the the thing is, is with Iowa, there's, there's some counties where there's literally one or two pieces of public ground. Right. And you could go there and get a few birds and you're going to post a picture and people are probably going to know because there's so little of that area that you know enough people have been there where if you get like you said southern or western side of the state there's enough public ground out there that when you post something or you can drive down the road and post in front of a barn or something and no one would ever find it you know but i don't know it is it gets tough when there's just not a shit ton of public ground around to keep all your spots hid is we there even public
2: hunting in all 99 counties? That was my question. I didn't look to see if there was, but.
3: Well, there, there, I mean, there is. is there? Uh, there, there's one county in Southwest. I mean, it's bottom tier. It's all the way over to the, to the West side of the state. And I, I think there's only one spot that's, you know, I think they've got three total public hunting spots in the whole county. And only <laughs> one is, is grassland. So that that's that's one I might have to sit there and camp at for two days just yeah. to try to get a bird no uh, out of it. But you know, that's it, we got great farmland. I mean, that's that yeah. runs our economy. So I mean, what can you do? Yep. Yeah. Yep. There is probably. I'm. Mean, I, I I'm worried about the northeast side too. But I'll. I'll maybe. Uh, pick pick some uh brains on that pick tyler's brain and yeah, and a, a lot spot. of these again i i i can i can think of a you know again a, a handful of people that that have messaged me and said hey when you come to my side or you know around my area of the state you know shoot me a message uh and i'll, I'll meet you out for some spots uh so we'll we'll see how that goes i got some favors yeah. to call in yeah. yep i got a decent spot that
1: is next to my. it's actually close to my grandpa's land in Clayton county uh, that's public that i've been to a few times and seen birds there
3: well nick was giving me all your pins uh that that night we that <laughs> I, met him. I don't got that pin because i know <laughs> right I just, where it is i, I don't need, to, download them and I don't just need a pin that shit. yeah i know right <laughs> where it it's is. like hey hey i'll buy you another beer if you give me another <laughs> pin is what we were doing <laughs> like, oh, oh man
1: that drink was really stiff man
2: Jeez, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> hey, how, about
3: another,
2: how about another three or four pins well, yeah. I thought you said one yeah but I'll get you another beer I you
1: three <laughs> uh, that's funny so is it is this going to be not to change subjects or anything but is this going to be your first time running in NAVDA yes with the dog
3: yeah yeah I, I've never done it before um one of the one of the guys I talked to that I met through the group uh Iowa guy uh he's he's a senior judge in Navda and, he's kind of talked me into it versus, you know, uh, uh, Fitz's bloodline is all field trials and stuff like that. I, I think his, uh, his mom just won another, uh, another title His, I, I guess it'd be his uncle. If we put, you know, human terms on things, won a yeah. title. Uh, so he, he's great on that, but that's, you know, I, I don't have a horse to go run that in the walking trials and stuff. It's, it's really not how I hunt. Uh, so the NAVDA, it, it, it kind of, intrigued me and then it kind of goes back to that yeah i got a boykin because i want to be different uh i I got this irish setter now and and there's you know never been a a irish setter uh ut champion and or a you know champion in in navda for an irish Setter. there's been a red setter but not an irish um so it's just something different that I, i could take pride in being like hey my dog's different uh it's not just another you know short hair no offense to the short hair people no no
1: do you uh so what (laughs) do you what do you got what do you got to do to prepare i mean since you've never done it what
3: Uh, the the advice i got for the first year is just hunt them i mean just get them on the contact uh you know there's the and and i'm gonna go back my mistake there's never been a vc a versatile champion there's been ut irish setters but in my, uh, my flustered speaking here, you guys will never know that I talk for a living. I mean, I'm, I'm not as uh silver tongued here as Nick, uh, selling things. Well, well Nick's a uh, silver
1: fox all around. I mean,
2: look yeah, at yeah. Silver G.
3: fox, silver tongue. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, goes
2: hand in hand, right? Yeah.
3: There, there's never been a, a, a VC is what I meant to say, uh, Irish setter. Uh, and, and, uh, oh, oh I'm not going to kid myself and say, yeah, I'm going to get my dog there, but, uh, you know, we're going to give it the old college try on training so
1: what's uh, uh sorry what's the so the versatile what's the difference between that and the upland for the nabta the versatile champion i'm guessing it's waterfowl and upland
3: yeah the, the versatile is just like the the ultimate you know the 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 top prize the, there's a utility and then if you get your utility you can do the, go to you try to get the versatile um and there and and again there's there's been no Irish that have done that but uh, I've been talking to this guy, uh, the, the senior judge, and he's been giving me tips. Going back to what am I doing to prepare? And it's just, I'm gonna hunt him, and then I'm gonna, then I'm gonna start training for it in the summer, and, and start with the natural ability test. Uh, I think it's in March that the uh, the Heartland Traptor will do, and and go from there. I mean, if he's horrible at it, you know, at least he's a good hunter so far. Yeah, so, for sure. It's just one of those things. So it, I I can't imagine. Uh, the, the way navda' set up that you can have a a good hunting dog that's not also you know at least semi-decent at navda yep. so we'll see i've i've never never been into testing like i said earlier i'm a, i'm a pot hunter uh it, it didn't need to be pretty as as long as i got the bird uh and this is just kind of something i'm i'm trying to do to you know one showcase you know kelly's breeds or kelly's dogs uh that that what they can do because i mean this this Dog is, is I think he's going to be pretty good. Um, I don't know why I'm looking for him. I know he's not here. I was wondering, I'm like, there. is he down
1: there? You yeah, I was like, like where, where is, is he? Looking, I'm
3: looking for him. Looking a, at the something. ground, uh, how you know, small is he? Jeez. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Paco's over here, he's just laying there looking at me. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll I don't know where we're going with that, but yeah, so it's. I got, so the, I got, I got, I got lost when I was looking for the dog that's not here. <laughs>
1: so the first test is just natural ability. So what does that in, entail for Navda? Uh,
3: it, it's just uh, the 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 willingness to you know, and I don't I, Navda people are going to kill me when I when I talk you know about stuff I don't know. Uh, but it's the the main things that they're looking for, from my understanding, is you know just you know, can he, can they point, the, you know, their, their willingness to hunt, their obedience, their tracking, uh, their willingness to get into water. Uh, you know, they don't have to do a full water retrieve. They just need to get in there. Uh, but he was, again, I'm pointing to a dog that's not there. He was swimming uh, as soon as I got him. So I, I don't nice. think those are gonna be the issue. Uh, maybe tracking because he, he, you know, he runs with his head really high. Uh, as opposed to like Paco, he runs with his nose straight on the ground almost. He's looking for ground scent um, and, and Fitz is running with his head high, looking for air scent. So we'll see if he has the ability to track birds, but uh, NAVDA, it's it's something I know very little about, but I'm, I'm interested into getting involved and learning in it.
1: Yeah, for
0: sure. So Ooh, did they- I, uh,
3: I did, uh, I got a title on diesel through
2: HRC Hunting Retriever Club. And I mean, when I had him trained, they obviously got me into it and, uh, I got addicted real quick, especially when they compete and you know, you you win your first one. You're like, Oh, that just worked. Oh, no. I want him one, another one. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I'm going to sign up for another one. You know, and each one you sign up for, I think it's a, it's a hundred bucks a competition. So you pay 200 for a weekend, if I remember. So we did this when he was so he's seven,
3: so we did this five years ago. Can't remember the, all the yeah. you, you don't need those 529s just keep doing those uh <laughs> the,
1: <laughs>
2: just keep doing
3: those dog competitions
0: yeah
2: and uh you know so we uh it was good and it's addicting and I would do it again in a heartbeat but I mean it got real pricey and uh the wife was all right you're done
1: <laughs> so does does navda so like HRC you have to do like four passes to get that title does Navda? Is it just one and one pass? in your
3: yeah. That's that's my understanding. Again, nice. you're going to get some some Navda comments and when you post this about <laughs> uh, this guy knows nothing about it, and I'll openly admit I I know nothing about it yeah. other than obviously I, I don't I either. know I'm going to start running my dog in it. That's <laughs> all I know. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll learn from there. Yeah. No, that'll be really good.
1: So what's uh what's your goals for the rest of? pheasant season or any trips coming up as well
3: uh, well goal is to knock at least i mean my goal is always about 10 counties a year uh you know just to stay on that pace if you think about it if you do 10 counties a year it's still a almost a 10 year oh. plan to do all 99 counties and your your dog's hunting lifespan is is what maybe 10 if you're lucky 10,
1: yeah.
3: Yep. yeah so and, and we started late uh so it it's hopefully maybe knock off 10 counties uh you know get out a little bit more i've been i've been getting out a lot but it's just been you know an hour and a half here hour there uh i was able i had a court hearing in northwest iowa not too long ago where it was just a half day hearing uh so i brought uh paco and you know my shotgun and my boots and, and everything. And after the court hearing ended, I, I drove to a piece of public and, and hunted it uh, with the goal of like, hey, I'm gonna hunt this one spot. Uh, but I, I just can't, I was gonna hunt this one county I've already hunted. And then I was gonna maybe go try these other pieces. Uh, I shot a limit in the, the first hour that I walked it. And I was like, man, I got to stop doing that <laughs> like, on, on some of these trips that's that's like the second time I've done it where I was like I got these all these pins to do kind of a circle and come home uh and then I just can't resist good you know shooting a bird over good dog work yep. um you. so that that'll be a you know just try to hunt as many as we can in in Iowa and then I think in January I'm going to head down to New Mexico uh Ooh. and and try to quail hunt down there Oh, that'd be fun after after pheasant season and uh been talking to to our buddy tyler uh to try to try to meet up with him and uh at least look at his his kelly's dog and compare it to my kelly's dog so you'll
1: take fits with you and
3: yep so so fits i do have the the plan of doing a north american grand slam with him on What's all the different of? birds there's really no set thing because of uh you know there's some birds in mexico where there's like uh the himalayan you know one that that people really don't hunt with dogs uh but it's it's hunt as many north american upland species of upland birds and you know he's got pheasant over him now over point is what i'm going for with him uh maybe get bob white here and then go shoot some different quail down there mm-hmm. uh but Got a lot of lot of trips planned with him. I think this 2022 we'll do New Mexico. Uh then we'll go back to North Dakota. We did not get any uh sharp tails over him or any Huns. We just I mean we didn't shoot any of those on our trip. Uh uh Chris, the boykin guy you had on earlier missed uh, missed a perfectly flushed sharp tail right in front mm-hmm. of him that i've never seen a sharptail get up that close to anyone in my life
2: Well, oh, that's
3: um uh, so i mean he it got up and and you know my my buddy Uriah and i were are down on one end of the field and and uh, you know pat and chris are on this other side of the field and they're they're pushing it and sharptail gets up at at chris's boot and it, it just flies away and we're like, why? why what's from? And Look at that sharp tail go! Like, why didn't they shoot? Like, I, I mean, his his uh, traveler that the traveling boykin there, he he did great dog work. We watched him get all birdie and flush that, and we're like, man, that, I I don't think I'll ever see a sharp tail on on flat North Dakota prairie that you could catch with your bare hands. Uh, yeah, but he just flew right by so we didn't get any any sharp tails there. I mean we shot saw a ton of sharp tails up in North Dakota this year just didn't get them but none of that so we got New Mexico in 2022 we'll do Wyoming I think we're gonna go try to get uh, a sage grouse uh nice. out there and and see what other bonus birds we can shoot um 2023, we got Oregon planned, and then a, a Nebraska hunt, and then again we always got our yearly North Dakota trip, either once or twice. We usually try to get up there twice, um, but it'll just you, depend on these other trips.
1: What are you going for out in Oregon?
3: Uh, just everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll get some, some maybe California quail down there in the the, you know, was that the western side, the northwest side. Um, I got some family up, up in the northeast side that will go hunt, but just, we'll start, we'll just start seeing what we can cross off the list between all the different grouse species and, and upland species and, uh, just keep going.
1: Do you, uh, when you take these trips, do you, I think I saw a picture, do you take a camper to camp in when you do these or are you staying Airbnbs or what's your, uh,
3: yeah. So the camper was new this for the past two years, we started doing the North Dakota trip. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We used to stay with my grandparents, but they're getting, they're getting older. My grandpa just had his 90th birthday. So we used oh, to have wow. the, you know, our grandma would, we'd stay with my grandparents, we'd get the the full five-star treatment, you know, we'd get some good, uh, some meals? Good, yep. Some good German cooked meals, some, you know, nice. and, uh, all that stuff. But, you know, with, we, we just stopped, Trying to make a, a, a big mess for them, uh, okay. you know, with all the dirt that we'd bring in and stinky dogs and all that. Yeah. So, uh, we we started staying in a camper at my uh, cousin's farmstead, uh, which is, which is a lot nicer because you know one one guys can be the guys, uh, but you know both both uh, both trips that we've done in the past, uh, we park in the shed, but if you walk or we park in front of the shed, but you walk around the shed like you you shoot birds. So you you can sit out there and eat, you know, we're sitting in the camper, uh, eating our food, and we see the birds running, you know, out in front of us. And we're like, Oh, hey, might as well grab your shotgun or, (laughs) or uh, we were cleaning birds this year. And it happened Fritz is a one of Fitz's, you know, one of those I'm I'm proud of my dog moments is we're cleaning birds on a tailgate and we see see two roosters fall or fly into the uh flying to the slough behind us and we grab the experienced dogs and, and we try to chase them down and we can't find them uh and then i take Fitz back and i'm like oh, i'm just gonna go give you know one more try with Fitz because i i hate losing and i i hate letting the roosters win So <laughs> like, i'll give it one more try and he gets on a path and he starts you know going back and forth in the cattails weaving back and forth uh and he follows it 200 yards he's chasing it in the opposite way that the other that the that the experienced dogs went uh and we ended up flushing a bird at the end it wasn't over his point because he did one of those like i'm, I'm about to point but yeah mm-hmm. the yep. bird got up uh and and i was able to get it and i have the tail feathers for that one uh but it, i i won't consider it his first over point bird because it was it was a dirty it was a dirty bird it wasn't one of those <laughs> fancy like You know, I got the setter for the the high tail and the, and the, and the frills, uh, but he tracked that a long ways. And that's, again, he was six months and he's running in there in, in swampy, you know, some spots he was going up to his ankles and, in muck, uh, and he was still able to chase it down. That's awesome. That, that, that camper works nice. I mean, after a week of hunting with four guys, like we had this year, it gets a little smelly in there, uh, but it, it makes for a fun trip.
1: Yeah that would be pretty fun. It'd be a good way to do it. So before we head out for the night, what's one of your favorite stories you gave us, I think you just gave us a good one of, of Fitz. What's a good one with Paco. One of your
3: favorites. Oh, there's two Paco. You know, I, I, one of the trips we hunted, we we shot a bird into a, a slew and the cattails were just so thick we couldn't get through them. And this is where Paco gets gets his nickname. Uh, and, and you know, we, we tried to get the big, we had a, a, a Chesky Fusick with us and we tried to send him through the cattails, but it was just, you know, he couldn't get through, the short hair couldn't get through. Uh, and am like, well, all right, let's, let's try to, you know, think of a way we can get through these really thick cattails to get this rooster floating in the middle of this water. So, it's like, hey, let's walk up to this, this road that runs, you know, next to it. That's a little elevated. So, you know, the road doesn't wash out. And we, I hold Paco up in the air because Paco wasn't around when the bird went down. He had no idea where this, this bird, you know, he just heard a shot, got excited, didn't see it fall or anything. So I get up on top of the road, I hold Paco up, and I'm holding him up in the air and a buddy throws a rock in there. And Paco sees the you know the splash and gets all, you know, starts whining, put him down, he takes off. And and we can't see him or anything cuz the cattails are so thick. And then all of a sudden we hear a you know, we he found the water somehow. Uh, and he goes out there and he we see him grab the rooster and he's coming back and we're like oh there's no way he's going to be able to make it back with that rooster too it's just way too thick but uh, you, we gave him some time and, and out popped Paco uh, and that's why we call him the, we call him the salty muskrat because he never <laughs> takes a picture he looks happy in uh, so he always looks a little salty and then we call him the muskrat because he just he must have found a muskrat trail or, or something and he got through those cattails and, and that's i think that was his awesome. second year hunting maybe and um you know I, I i sent him off to training when when i went on for our for our honeymoon i sent him to get gun broker stuff uh, but other than that all his training is just going out there and running birds and, and shooting mm-hmm. so um that it's either that or a couple of years ago that that river or stream as as chris liked to talk about it 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 you know we were hunting up next to that on our farm or, or cousins farm stick cousins land. uh and and we were talking to a bird dog went on point and it's facing towards the river and the river's flooded the highest i've seen it in you know 10 15 years and i tell my buddy like hey if this bird gets up shoot once because if, if you miss and you have to shoot twice it's going to land in the river and it's going way too fast to send you know a dog into uh, so the dog goes on point, it had a beeper collar on that went to that, you know, annoying hawk scream. Yep. And, and Paco knows that that hey some other dog is on point I'm going to come in for a glory flush. <laughs> so as soon as he hears that scream he just comes charging from wherever he is across the field and will just Superman right at the end of that dog's nose. Uh, so he does that bird gets up. The guy misses the first shot, takes the second shot, drops it in the middle of the, you know, the the river. That's just raging. Uh, and the problem was that the river was so high that it was into all these trees. So there's trees, there's down trees. Uh, I try to call off Paco, but he goes, you know, tried to go straight in, saw that there was a bunch of down trees, runs down the bank a little bit and goes in and just timed it perfectly with the bird going down the water, uh, him swimming out and hit it perfectly and brought it back. Uh, I think if he would have missed the bird, I don't think he would have ever been able to catch up to it with how fast the water was going. Um, huh. And he, he, I did give him a beep to try to give him or a, a little nick to try to get him to come back so he wouldn't go for that retrieve, uh, but he was like, no, I'm not listening. <laughs> like, no, I saw that bird go down. I'm getting that bird, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting in there, so. That happens yeah i was like i I was i was ready to go swimming if i had to to you know grab him but man he he went in and came and came out perfectly and it was (laughs) like man good job don't do that again it's kind of like you know when i when i play basketball and i would take a three-pointer and the judge would be like hey don't or the court or the the judge the the coach would be like hey don't take that oh good shot good shot you know (laughs) it was one of those moments like hey don't do that okay that wasn't that bad (laughs) you know so uh, he's got a got a couple of good retrieves in there for uh for a little tiny i mean he's 40 pounds little tiny dog but that's awesome it's
2: all in the heart it's
3: all in the heart yeah of it. yeah and again i don't know if it's heart or i don't know if he he loves to hunt or if he hates birds but it, it's one of those i'm thinking <laughs> it's more he hates the birds uh uh and it's it's not a heart that he's going for it's that you know just that killer yeah I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I want you guys all gone yeah Awesome. Well, Ryan, we definitely appreciate
1: you coming on talking about your two dogs, given the input of what you do know about NAVDA. Obviously, we don't know anything. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, don't thank me for that. (laughs) We uh, definitely look forward to seeing Fitz out in the field, uh, watching him work and
2: We're gonna grab uh, some more beer and uh, grab a hunt together. And Nick we'll will give you that. more
1: pins. The more beer you give him.
3: Yeah, that's, I guess that's one of the 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 pros of being in the metro, or that one of the the pluses, right? I mean, yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if I make my way
1: out there, I'll be, we'll be sure to grab beer sometime. Yeah, but we'll do it. Not gonna argue with that. Awesome. Thanks, sir. Appreciate awesome.
2: it very much. Have a great Talk night. See you later.